We've got predictions for the Purdue Boilermakers matchup this weekend. What will Tristan and I think in this game? You're definitely not going to want to miss this. You are locked on Golden Gophers. No matter what we're going to do here, we're just going to keep rowing. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Uh, Golden Gophers. However it turns out, we're just going to keep rowing. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We're just going to keep rowing, keep rowing, and keep rowing. You're listening to Locked On Golden Gophers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Ken Robb, host of the podcast, former collegiate football video coordinator and recruiting assistant, here to talk Golden Gophers with you each and every day of the week. And we are joined by our weekly co-host, Tristan Spanford. I dropped the ball last week and we couldn't get him on, but you know what? It played to my benefit because it helped me catch up in the predictions a little bit, you know? So I'll take the win on that one. But how are you feeling, Tristan? We had a tough, tough loss. The final two minutes of a game that, again, looked like we had won. That, that's twice now in this season. So how are you feeling after that loss, and what are your feelings heading into this Purdue game? I am completely in the state of no expectations at this point in my fandom. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm in. I'm still on board. I'm still rolling. But I have no expectations at this point. I think every game... I'm just going to start over with whatever. If we blow Purdue out of the water, I'm still going to come right back and I'm just going to set my expectations where I need to be and just bring it right back level. Anything that could happen will happen with this team. And that's clear. Um, I absolutely with you. I mean, I feel like I I said on the show yesterday that my neck hurts from the whiplash of expectations that we had (laughs) in one week. Like we went from, Oh, we might be going to Indy boys. Like it's setting up that way. And then all of a sudden we're like, are we going to make a bowl game? Are we going to be able to put this thing away? What are we doing? So I'm definitely with you. The expectations are hard to manage right now, but I'm hoping that maybe the Gophers can get right and finally get bowl eligible this week so we can at least get that off of our chests. And then everything else is bonus money at that point, right? Like I agree. Most likely not going to win the West unless Iowa finds a way to double fumble the bag and lose two of their next three matchups. I just don't see that happening. So it's all you get a bowl eligible and then everything else is relative. Hopefully you exactly. beat the Badgers, make it three straight, but I'm with you that it's just don't set yourself up to get hurt anymore. <laughs> like I I kid you not, I was with I was with my my well, my brother-in-law and he at, this was his first golfer game that we went to. And during that last drive, I was we were energy the whole time. And with that minute left, I literally looked at him and he was like, dude, let's go. It's over. It's over. It's a wrap. I was like, this is your first golfer game, huh? And I just, I could feel it. I could feel it in my gut. And I just knew. And I just, that's, that's, I'm, it's fine. It's fine. I'm fine. That's, that's just how it is going to be. Like you said, bowl eligibility is the goal and anything else is bonus. You know, we have therapeutic things that we've got going for us on today's show. I just immediately came from the gym to the show. I'm getting those endorphins off, so I'm not stressed about the loss. Tristan's got the Christmas tree in the background, so that way he's got the good vibes coming off. So, you know what? We're doing everything we can to keep the positivity. But I want to ask you, 
grades on the season for four different areas of the Gophers. Now, feel free to be critical, feel free to be positive, but try to keep it as realistic as you feel for these grades. And I'm going to kick it off with our quarterback because I actually gave him a grade on yesterday's show of where I think he's at currently in the season. But I'm curious if you're if we're in a similar ballpark or way off. So what would you give Ethan Calic Manis as a grade for the season so far? Um I'm gonna be honest, I will give him can I go let's give him a I'm gonna give him a B minus. Because I don't think he's the problem. And like and I, I I'm not trying to be the homer. He's not the problem. You know, the decisions he's making are absolutely fine what did he what did he throw last week even 200 some yards like it, it's it's not him it's the situation that he gets put in and not being a you know extremely matured quarterback to be able to handle that necessarily for sure i'm right there with you there there's some stuff that's on him but he's working you know, he's through not it. perfect he's less, not perfect right yeah right, right and it's getting less and less those errors <laughs> he's learning from them you can see it happening and i kid you not you can run the tape back from yesterday i gave him a b minus we're step for step right there so i mean that shows you right there if you're actually looking at it and not trying to be a homer but not trying to be everything's rosy as well not trying to be super critical just looking at the whole picture it feels like he's taking the progressions and it's been getting better especially since the bye week now flipping to a different side of the field what would you grade the defense knowing what we've been the last two years knowing there's been moments of oh here we're back and then moments of what are we doing what would your grade for this defense be that's where i'd unfortunately have to lean back to probably a c minus d plus it's just the consistency. Like we have to play two halves. You have to play four quarters of football and great defenses do that. Like we can't, I can't sit back and pretend like we're a great defense when we give up 80 yards and five plays in under 60 seconds. You know, the, that's not a indicative two of a quarterback. We're two backup quarterback. Like it's not indicative to a, a B minus or, you know, even a C type. That's it's not, it's not good. Uh, I'm almost there with you. I'm a little bit more positive. I gave them a C and it's not just for the last game. It's for the whole season because they're top 10 in the country in turnovers. And that's something we haven't really seen from a Gophers defense. So that's a positive, but the amount of yards that they're giving up and the amount of just absolute collapses two against two teams we had no business losing to that is I'm right there with you. You can't get a good passing grade. For this defense when you're doing that now that the turnovers are nice the sack numbers are better than normal and nice but if it's not turning into wins because you're letting go and too much yardage in the last second i can't give you much more than barely passing exactly Two more that i want to get your grades for the first is the offensive line how do you feel on that one i mean i give a i'm gonna go with the b i I, I mean, there's there's times where we give up pressures that are kind of unfortunate, especially considering we have a younger quarterback who, you know, can't react well to that pressure. But the fact that you have multiple 100-yard rushers on your team, you know, it has to say something. That's, that's what it's got to be. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I think I'm step for step with you on that one, too, with a B. Uh, that second half, Johnny Newton ripped us a new one, and the – 
a nosebleed, but there has been moments of, okay, here we are, or yes, creating lanes, running lanes for these running backs, and not just Darius Taylor, not just Zach Evans, not just Jordan Newman. Like, they keep creating lanes, yeah. but the pass blocking has been a little bit suspect, so I'm definitely with you that it's it's pretty good, but we've seen a lot better in our years with Coach Callahan, so hopefully they can find more consistency as well. And the final grade I want you to give is coaching. What would your grade for coaching be this season? That – I mean, even on the defensive side, it's 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 going to be low. It's going to be a D. It's got to be a D or maybe even an F. It's close to an F. It's, I mean, even Fleck and his pressers said last week, or didn't he say right after the game, That's, this one's on me. This was my fault. And it sucks because I can remember other ugly losses where he sits, where that's the first words out of his mouth. And I'm not saying that's, you know, I'm, I don't want to bash Fleck, but I'm just saying it's noticeable. It's noticeable. And it's even on the defense side of the ball where, you know, coverages are blown and I don't know how much of it is on the players or, you know, when we're again, third and eight, like how many times are we going to run the ball on third and eight thinking that we're going to get a different outcome? I don't, I don't see it. And I don't know if that's eighth and checking out of something or if that's what the play is called. I don't know the whole behind the stories, but it's just not consistent. Again, it's not consistent. It's when it's aggressive, it's great. And when it doesn't need to be aggressive, it's aggressive. It's over the top trick play for a two point conversion aggressive when we don't need to be that aggressive. You know, it's just not Philly, consistent. Philly. Yeah. Yeah. I got you. The Philly special breaking it out when we're like, uh, <laughs> we haven't had cre creativity for the entire year. And now we're breaking out a Philly special on the two point conversion. Like, it's wild. It's wild. I right now am sitting at a D with coaching and it's contingent on the rest of the season. I think if you go and you beat Purdue and you beat Wisconsin, you're probably sitting at like a C minus. You forgot about Ohio State. You, no, no, no. If you, if you go out and beat Ohio State with those there, two, then I think we're pushing we towards B minus. <laughs> now that's sad to say you can go out there and beat the number one team in the college football playoff polls right now and only get up to a B minus. But that's the truth. Because there's been yeah. too many errors with some of the adjustments with, oh, like you said, it's on me. This one's on me. We've heard that too much now. We've seen too much conservative play from our offense. We've seen this team when they get aggressive, like you said, and it's like, where has this been? This is the offense yeah. we thought we wanted. Yeah. We love this. Keep doing it. And then we back to, all right, we're going to run the ball. Oh, now it's a negative run play because they knew it was coming. And now we have to throw behind the sticks and, oh, we got two yards, but now it's third and eight and we can't get a pass play and it's three and out. And now all of a sudden we're just milking the clock and trying to do all this. And that's where they stick around. And that's where we get heartbreak because they come back, they find a way, they get aggressive. And we've been so passive for the last quarter and a half that it's hard to get back into the swing of things when you absolutely have to. So I think that is an error on coaching. I give them a D right now. There's contingency to get better, but it's been a rough year. Oh, yeah. And Coach Fleck always talks about changing your best. Now is the time for us to see that change. And I think that every fan wants to see that moving forward. Now we're going to talk specifically about this Purdue matchup, get more into the details. We're going to move right into our predictions. That's what's coming up next here at Locked On Golden Gophers. 
All right, Gozer fans, first, I want to talk to you about our friends over at Jace Medical because everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected times. We've got storms, shortages, pandemics, reliance on China, and supply chain issues, and we need to be prepared now more than ever. I always like to take the line from one of my favorite reality shows in Big Brother and say, expect the unexpected. Well, it's time to do that with the Jace case. The Jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use. Now, it's the winter here in Minnesota, so you know we got the snowpocalypse, the polar vortex, the face hurts because of the wind and all that stuff. Well, if you're trapped in your house, it is great to have these life-saving antibiotics on hand, and you can get them at the, with Jace Medical at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E, medical.com, and it's super simple. simple. All it takes is a, to get a Jace case filled is to have a quick, simple online form, and in some cases, you jump on a quick call with one of their board-certified physicians, and then you get treatment-related questions with that physician and ongoing care. It's doctor-created, doctor-recommended, so definitely head on over to jacemedical.com. Again, that's jacemedical.com, and use promo code Locked On. For $20 off your first purchase, again, use promo code locked on at jacemedical.com. All right, Tristan, we're jumping into the predictions, and you still have the lead, even with my one week without you on the show. You've got official four wins, I've got three wins, and there is one tie in there. So this is my week to get right. This is my week for the comeback. Let's jump in. All right, Tristan. So the first one we got is how many touchdowns does this Gophers offense score? I'm going to go out on a limb here, and I don't think we've done it yet this year, but give me four. I'm going bigger or, or nothing because I just have the confidence. Like it's going to be a point where these guys are 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 sick of the close losses. They're you know they're at the point where they want to bowl too, and they're trying to. Everyone is playing for. The, the team and themselves as well. So I'm going four. I'm going four touchdowns. I'm going to stick with the safe bet. I think they've hit it multiple times now, and I'm going to go with three touchdowns. There'll probably be a couple of field goals sprinkled in there, but Purdue does have the 104th in the country when it comes to defense scoring defense. So they've let a lot of points go up. So if any week I were going to go over, it definitely would be this week. Now, still sticking on the defensive type of prediction, who do you think leads this team in tackles? You are the king of this prediction, so I am bowing to you at this point. Who do you got? This is Cody Lindenberg's week. Cody Lindenberg. He had a little, he dipped he dipped his toes in the water. He's dipped his toes in the water, but this week he's going to go off. All right, I'm going to go with his partner in crime in the in that linebacker room. I'm going to go with Devin Williams. Uh, I think he's last few weeks and I think he continues to stay hot so if it's not Cody I'll go with the other linebacker in Devin Williams uh, I'm not gonna do that prediction because it's too obvious with who leads in receiving yards so we're gonna flip it because there's been so many uh injuries in this running back room and unknowns and now Zach Evans was back is Darius Taylor gonna be back Jojo Newbin's been balling out who leads this team in rush yards this week I do think they're going to stick with Newbin because he is looking so good. But I want to pick Evans is back. Yeah, he was sure. back last week. Oh, yes. Okay. I'm going Zach Evans this week is what I wanted to do. And I mean, he, he was definitely 
still warming up, still ramping up last week. So I could see it this week. Whereas if he's feeling full confident now, maybe you get him more involved. That being said, do I take the shot in the dark and hope Darius Taylor's back? Or do I go safe and go Jojo Newbin, who did lead the room last week and led the room in yep. touches? I'm going to take a swing in the dark, and it could be my downfall in this predictions. I'm going Darius Taylor. I'm locking it in. We can give you a caveat. We'll no, give you a no, I don't, I don't need that caveat. I'm, <laughs> I'm speaking it into existence. We're making it happen. Darius Taylor coming back and leading this room, getting me a point, and hopefully getting us a dub. Now, who is going to score the first touchdown for the Gophers? Only one guess this week. We're not going two. So you got to really okay. lock this in. Think about it. Who is scoring that first Gopher touchdown? Uh, first touchdown. That's going to be Jordan Newman. Get up to the uh, goal right. line. That's going to be Jordan Newman. That's going to be Jordan Newman. I'm going to say it is Brevin Spanford. I think they're going to get this passing game going. I think Purdue is going to try and take Daniel Jackson away. And that's a try. You can try, but that man is a bad man. So I'm not going <laughs> to – I wanted to say Daniel Jackson, but I think that – you can see Coach Fleck and them getting Brevin more involved. His confidence has definitely picked up since the, the beginning of this season, and I think that he's ready to go out there and continue that streak and continue to play with that swagger. So I'm going to lock Brevin in for a touchdown this week, the first touchdown. Okay, I'm, you go ahead. No, go ahead. Say your oh, piece. No. I know you No, I'm just going to say I, I hope so, I, and I, I hope he scores, and I hope they win because it's the worst. It's the worst for me when they lose. And Brev plays well, like when he has a game like that, because I'm just after the game, I'm like, yeah, he's just not happy. So <laughs> he's like, I don't care less. No, I don't care. I don't care. I'm like, well, well, I do. It's fun. It's fun when you play well. He's a team player. It's all about the dubs. It's not about it's the gross. stats. But you it's know what? Gross. I'll be selfish for him. Go there out we there, fall out, build that draft stack up. You do you, boo boo. But hopefully, we'll get that W <laughs> as well. <so. laughs> yes. 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 All right, we're locking in offensive player of the game, and I am going to run with uh, – I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to let you go first because I just really um, don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> I'm going to take Ethan. The first half they played so well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to roll with Ethan. I think he's just going to sling that thing this week. All right, uh, I'm going to go in tandem with you then, and I'm going to say Daniel Jackson is the offensive player of the game. He might not have the first touchdown because that's going to go to Brev, but – He's going to have some other opportunities, going to lead the team in receiving yards and maybe have a touchdown later in the game. Hopefully we sling that rock all over on Purdue. Defensive player of the game, I'm going to take a chalk pick right now. I'm going to go with Cody Lindenberg because that man is a man on a mission. He was the defensive player of the week last week, in my opinion, and I think he's going to keep the streak going. He's been out for so long that he's ready to just put it all in on this back half of the season. Who do you got for defensive player of the game? I'm going to kind of actually, along those same lines, I'm going to go kind of chalk as well with Tyler Newbin, only because, like you said, like kind of the back half of the season, you know, ramping up to the draft, like you got to ball out. You got to keep balling. All right. Last one for the predictions before we move to over-unders. I want to know your final score prediction. What do you have for this one? Oof. I said four touchdowns. Give me. I do... I don't know why, and it makes me sick, but I do have blowout vibes in my in my in my gut. Thirty-four, two. Let's do fourteen. I guess that's not egregious. Thirty-four, fourteen. 
I mean, that's 20 points. It's almost three scores. It's pretty egregious that's, for this Gophers good. team. Good. For this Gophers go. team, it's egregious. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to go with 28 to 20. Uh, I don't know how I feel about that. I'm going to go 27 to 17. I feel better about that. We're going to go with that one. 27-17, it keeps us right under the scoring line of 46.5 points. And I think Vegas lines have been spot on these last few weeks for the Gophers. So I'm going to run with that. Now we're going to close this with over-unders, including number of targets for Brevin, receiving yards for Daniel Jackson, and so much more. So don't touch that dial. We're jumping in coming up next. First, I got to talk to you about our friends over at eBay Motors, because if you love your vehicle, then you're going to love eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience is what brings home the winning trophy, and it's also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And like I said earlier, winter is coming. So you definitely want to give them a check for any of those little tune-ups, those little new thing nuances you need for your vehicle. You can find them at eBay Motors because they have over 122 million parts for your ride or die. So you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with the eBay guaranteed fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to turn your car into the mvp eligible items only exclusions apply over at ebaymotors.com ebay guaranteed fit is only for u.s customers head on over to ebaymotors.com All right, we're going to have fun with this one. A few over-unders to wrap it up. The number one, or the first one we're talking about is the number of targets for Brevin this week. I've set the line at three and a half. Now, I feel like the Gophers have been pretty reserved in their targets, but I do feel like he's been getting more and more involved. So what do you got over or under for three and a half targets for Brevin? I like the over on that easy only because earlier in the year, it felt like he was getting those three and a half targets. It's just we were having troubles holding on to the ball. So I'm... I'm going to go with over on that. I am going to take the under, not because I want to speak that into existence, but because I want to get a cover on points against you just in case. Plus, I am uh, still baffled at how they let that man ball out in the first half last week and then did not target him again in the second half. So you know what? Until I see it from this gopher staff, I have to go with my gut here. That being said, one of those targets absolutely is going to be an end zone grab, the first end zone right. grab, and we'll get a point there. Now moving it over to number of receiving yards for Daniel Jackson. I've got the line from prize picks, our friends over at prize picks, 61 and a half yards. So do you have over with 62 or more, or do you have under in this game? I have over, 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 over. I would, I'm, the house on the over. And I, I think they're going to sling that rock. Like you said, they're going to try to stop him. They Obviously, if you're any competent defense, you have to target him and try to take him away. But I just don't think you can. I just don't think you can. The key word there is try. I'm also going to take the over because I think that the Gophers are going to pass the ball again, at least in the first half. We'll see what happens in the second half. But I do think that Daniel Jackson will get over 61 and a half yards. Seems like he's always above 50 and usually above 60. So I'm going to go ahead and take the over. All right. So the number of times you ask yourself, why are the Gophers running the ball right now? I'm setting the line at two and a half times. 
I feel like that's an easy one, but realistically, I feel like I only say it about three times a game. So maybe it'll be under because maybe they'll pass the ball more. What are you thinking? The line at two and a half number of times you say, why are we running right now? We will be able to revisit this question and have an exact answer. When we check the box score, we check the line and see how many times the golfers were at third and long, because that's how many, that's when I say it, I'm almost fine with it at any other time. Anything above third and seven though, we don't need to, we can throw the ball. We can throw the ball. People like we're good. We're good at it. When we do it, we just got to do it at the right times. Um, so I'm going to say, I'm going to say over, I know I'm going to say it. <laughs> All right, I'm going to take the under on this one because I'm hoping they change their best. And I know that's foolish because, you know what, I headed into this season saying we're going to pass the ball like in the middle of the country. We're going to be like 80th in the country when it comes to passing attempts. We're sitting at like 125th out of 132 teams. All sorts of wrong when it comes to that. I know I'm going to regret this, but I'm saying the under. All right, sacks. Sacks in this game. Now, Purdue's offensive line, I said, is probably the third best offensive line that we've played this season. Now, I don't know if that's saying a whole lot because we've played some pretty bad offensive lines. But I've set the sacks line at one and a half. Do you think the Gophers get two or more, or do you think it's held down to one or less? I think we get exact. Oh, yeah, two. Two is the number I was thinking of. I didn't know what you were going to set the line at, but two is what I was thinking just because got to let the dogs eat. I'll let the dogs eat. I'm going to go over as well because they have been eating. Um, I believe we had five sacks against Illinois. Yeah. Now, Illinois was known to give almost four sacks a game. so that, But we also had, I think, three against Michigan State and three against Iowa. It feels like that defensive line is really cooking, so I'll take the over as yeah. well. Now let's talk about turnovers forced with the number 10 in the nation in turnovers gained this season. I have set this line at two exactly on the line. So do you think they go over with three or more? Do they think they go under with one or less, or you can choose push here exactly at two. What are you feeling? For the, uh, I think we get one. I do think we get one pick is where I'm going for it. But that's not to say I don't – I do think the defense will get a ton of stops. I'm thinking a lot of three and outs. So that's where I'm going to go at. All right, I'm going to go push. I think we get exactly two. I think that this defense might get one early in the game, and then there might be a key one late in the game. Hopefully that puts the Gophers over the edge for a win this week. I think that they can get two and keep the streak going with their turnovers. Now we have two left. Two left. One's, one's a realistic one. One is a fun one. I think you're like going to like how we close this one. But first, the number of pass yards by the Gophers in this game. I am pulling it up over on prize picks because I saw Atham does have a line. It is at 169.5. Now, you can tell that I'm getting kind of decent at guessing where these lines are going to be because before I checked that, I wrote 174.5. So I was literally five yards different from what prize picks is throwing out there. But what we're on with prize picks, 169.5, do you think Ethan is over or under? I'm going over because the Gophers are going to play two halves of football. They're going to play both halves. So it's not going to be 200 passing yards in the first half and zero in the second. It's going to be consistent. They're going to play two halves of football. I'm going over. You know, I really hope that's true. I really do. <laughs> 
And I'm going to go over as well. Maybe not because they play two halves of football, but because I do think that the secondary of this Purdue team is no bueno. So I'm going to go over and say he gets at least 170 yards. The final over-under that we have for this one is the number of times that Tristan will pace his living room watching this game. I've set the line at three and a half. So what are you feeling? Three and a half number of times. I'm going... I'm going under. I'm going under. I'm not going to pace the living room. I've had to reinforce the couch because I stand on the couch. That's my stress <laughs> position. I stand up on my couch, and my wife is not always excited about it. But <laughs> that's that's my that's what I do when I'm stressed. <laughs> All right. So if I change the line to number of times Tristan stands on his couch, what four three and a half? What's your number? Yeah. Four at least. It's four at least. It's four at least. <laughs> All right, I am going to go under because I think it's going to be a good game for the Gophers. You're not going to have as much stress, and you're only going to stand on that couch two times, maybe three. With a line at three and a half, I'll take the under. Hopefully, you'll have a little bit stress, <laughs> less stress going into this one. All right, so that's going to do it for us on today's episode of Locked On Golden Gophers. Thank you for tapping in. Be sure to hit subscribe over on YouTube, and we will have predictions for you heading into Ohio State Week. I can tell you I might be the pessimist in this bunch. We'll see if Tristan is all the way back in. But first, we got to see a no, Gophers win this Saturday. Definitely tap in. I'm watch in. the Gophers. <laughs> watch the Gophers matter. take them on. Be sure to hit subscribe. Row the boat, Sky, you might go Gophers. And as always, don't forget to subscribe. <laughs>